In today's show, it's time for the what to watch for for Wednesday's games, the real opener in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free, available on all platforms. So make sure you are checking us out as well as whatever your favorite team is. We've got a Locked On show to cover that as well. So we are here to talk the games on Wednesday. 11 games coming up. We're going to look at what I'm watching for in each of these games and then some streaming options at the end of the show. So let's go into that right now. Let's start with the Pacers and the Hornets. No Karis LeVert, no TJ Warren. I want to watch what Chris Duarte is going to do. Will they start Holiday and Duarte? I imagine they do it, the two and the three. Do they play Duarte a 20-minute role? Does he play 30 minutes? He's been racking up defensive stats in summer league. He did it in preseason. He can shoot. There's a real opportunity for him to be a solid stream option. Not that you know Wednesday's a great streaming day with so many games on, but he is definitely in a very, very um, interesting position. And I want to watch Sabonis. Most of his preseason was pretty average. The ball just wasn't going to him. He did have a big last game. Let's see how Carlisle uses him. Will he be used as that focal point in terms of ball distribution like he was last season? Will it be a much slower pace? I want to see how the Sabonis scenario looks under Rick Carlisle. For the Hornets, well, everyone is ready to go for them. We had some doubts about Oubre and Plumlee and Haywood and Rogier, but they're all ready to go. So how does PJ Washington Jr. look? Will he come off the bench? I expect so. Will it be 24 minutes or 29 minutes? You know, which one are we looking at here as a reserve behind Bridges and Plumlee? Do they just go with him a lot at the five? Yeah, that's one to watch here. And Ubre as well. What's his role? Is he? Are they going to force him into like a 29-minute role and really limit Cody Martin and James Booknight and just play Smith, Washington, Ubre nearly all of those bench minutes? Or does he settle into like a 24, 25-minute-a-night role? Can he get his shooting sorted out? Because, of course, we know that that was absolutely dreadful last season. So that's a really key thing to watch for the Hornets. The Bulls and the Pistons. That's one to watch. For a number of reasons. We want to see how all of Chicago's new players fit together in a regular season setting. That's really important. And one of those is DeMar DeRozan. What does his usage look like on this new squad? Does he take on more of a point guard, ball handler type situation? How badly does he get cooked defensively? That's really key. And then Alex Caruso. There are people who have plenty of people who have come to me. Josh, yeah, should I drop Alex Caruso? I've got him in my 12 team league. People drafted this guy. I don't know why, but they drafted him. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong and they're right. Maybe he is worth it. So let's see how they use him, especially with Kobe White out. But with um, yeah, uh, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeRozan, is there enough minutes for Caruso to be useful? I tend to think not, but let's see how it looks. For the Pistons, Killian Hayes. He looks like he'll be ready to play, but Cade Cunningham is out. So. What do they do there? Do they start Josh Jackson, Frank Jackson, MC Hamadou Diallo, Corey Joseph in that spot? How Hayes looks, and I think 
Hayes's role is a little bit more secure, I guess, without Cade. It just gets a few more minutes because it means we can play those other players away from him. Um, so how he looks is really key. And then how they replace Cade, what they do in that position. Does that mean we get a short-term bump for Jeremy Grant? Almost definitely. But who fills in that role? Will it just be 30 minutes of Josh Jackson or 22 minutes of all those guys, Diallo, Jackson, and Jackson, as well as Joseph? I think that's a distinct possibility in that scenario. Let's look at the Wizards and the Raptors. Rui Hachimura is out. So Kyle Kuzma is probably going to be the starter at the four. Kuzma's been a guy that's had 30 minutes a game in the past plenty of times. He's never been good in those roles as a fantasy option. Is this the year it turns around? I have my doubts. But this could be an opportunity for him to at least look solid enough. But then when Rui's back, where does Kuzma fit? Who do they start at the three? Probably KCP would be my guess. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been a guy that's been overranked in a lot of places this year, in my opinion. But can he show me that I was wrong by improving percentages, hitting threes, getting steals? How does he fit on this Wizards team? Well, for the Raptors, I want to see where Precious Achua fits in. Boucher has been upgraded to questionable, so that really complicates the center rotation. Do they play Boucher at all at center? Or is he strictly at the four? And Achua and Birch split those minutes? That rotation is very, very interesting. Precious is worth having a look at as a 12-team guy, but if they play the three of them at center, then it's not worth it at all. And then we want to watch Scotty Barnes, who I expect will start in place of Pascal Siakam. Does Boucher returning impact Barnes' minutes? Can Barnes be as successful as he was in the preseason? I think these are all pretty legitimate questions as to see how that all goes um, goes for him for this coming season, or at least for the beginning of this coming season. Guys, how anxious are you about the NBA starting? Are you sweating? Sweatblock might be the answer for you. Sweatblock helps prevent excessive sweat for up to seven days. I love this product. We're getting into summer here. I'm going to be, I'm using it already, but I'm going to be using it as we head into summer on those really sweaty days where I'm just sitting there watching games and trying to get everything sorted out. My son uses it, my partner uses it. We're all loving the Sweatblock uh, product. What you do, it's a wipe. You put it on before bed, wake up the next morning, have your shower, have your wash, go off to work, go off to school. And you're covered for up to seven days. You've got the dry shirt guarantee with Sweatblock as well. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's not just for armpits though. Chest, back, feet, hands. Wherever you need to use it, you can use it anywhere. I should have the sound ready. You can use it anywhere, wink. Giggity. Wherever you need to prevent that excessive sweat. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com using the promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon or CVS. All right. Let's now move on to the next game. We're going to take a look at, we're looking at the Celtics and the Knicks. Al Horford is out. Jalen Brown is questionable for Boston. So can we get big Rob Williams minutes? I expected Williams and Horford to start together. I still do when Horford is back. But what do they do in the meantime? Can Williams actually play 28 minutes? I have my doubts. And who do they replace him with? Could it be Aaron Neesmith, Peyton Pritchard, Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder? Or Romeo Langford, the guy that was starting the majority of the preseason games. Now, Langford's not a particularly good fantasy option, but him actually getting minutes and getting a starting role, it puts a, a dampener on Richardson or Pritchard or Neesmith or Schroeder. All of those guys get a bump down if Langford does happen to start. For the Knicks side of things, um, the double royal, Julius Randle, if I can find it. Um... How does he look? We've had some worries about what his usage might look like, if the shooting regresses, how the assists look in this new look team, and we're going to be really focused in on that. It doesn't look like Nerlens Noel is going to play for the Knicks, so Mitch Robinson's going to start, and you would imagine absolute baseline minimum is 26 minutes. He played 26 minutes in his first game back in preseason from a ninth month, nine-month or seven-month broken foot absence, so he's playing more than 26. 
But can he get the blocks back? That's the thing that we that lacked last season. He didn't block any in that preseason game either. So how can we get Mitchell Robinson to block some shots? It'd be great if he could. The Cavs and the Grizzlies, you know, all eyes for me are going to be on Evan Mobley. I want to see how he looks starting at power forward next to Allen. Do they play him 28 minutes? Do they play him 32? Can he get involved offensively? Can he block some shots? Can he look like he holds up defensively? I think the answer to that question at least is yes. But let's see how that looks. And then how they deploy Larry Markin in conjunction with Kevin Love. How much Lowry at the three are we going to get? Probably a little bit considering Dylan Windler is out and Dean Wade is out as well. So you'll get some of those minutes there. But I feel like Markinen needs you know, 24 usage, 32 minutes to be a fantasy option. And he's not going to get those two things. He can be a stream option for sure. I just don't think that he's a must-roster guy. But the Grizzlies, of course, there is no Dylan Brooks. So what's De'Anthony Melton's role going to be? I think they'll bring him off the bench with Bain and Anderson starting, but it might be Melton starting, probably won't. But... 20 minutes versus 25 minutes is a very different equation here for Melton. And he's got the real pathway here for 25 minutes. And I also want to check in on Steven Adams, who did improve a lot in the preseason, considering what happened with him in New Orleans last year. Can he hit free throws? Can he grab rebounds at an extreme rate like he did in the preseason? That's going to be all really, really key to seeing where he, um, to seeing where he fits for this squad. Let's look at the Rockets and the Wolves. Jalen Green, first game. We always want to watch how the rookies look. Can he be efficient? Can he do anything that's not scoring and shooting threes? We want to see some ball handling, some pick and roll stuff. We want to see some uh, defensive work, some steals. We want to see him get to the line. I have my doubts about all those things coming together, but let's see it. And then let's also watch Alperen Shengun. Shengun, I believe, will come off the bench, but that's not set in stone. Maybe he starts. I, I don't think so, but maybe. But what's key for me is, does he play... 13 minutes as the backup to Daniel Tice, or does he play 21 minutes as the backup to Daniel Tice? Because if he gets 21 minutes, then holy shit, he's a must-roster absolutely everywhere. At the moment, he is a must-roster because we just want to see how that pans out. But if he comes in and plays 12 minutes, then it's going to be hard to, to justify holding. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, let's look at Goose. Um, Anthony Edwards. Can he make sure what he did in the second half of last season is real and able to continue here? That's the key for him. Can he keep those high shooting percentages on high usage with high defensives? That's going and improve those assist numbers, which we saw last season too. And then Jaden McDaniels. I feel confident that he's going to start. I don't know who's starting next to him, whether it's Vanderbilt or Kogi or Beasley. I don't think it's Beasley. I'm certain it's not Beasley. But can McDaniels find a way to do something with these other high usage guys around him? I'm a little bit doubtful of it. I think he should be rostered, but I think the upside might be a little bit low with those other guys uh, around at this stage. The Sixers and the Pelicans. Well, we know the situation with Ben Simmons. He's out for at least this game suspended. So Tyrese Maxey is going to start, and his backup is going to be Isaiah Joe because Shake Milton is out. So I want to watch both of those guys. Maxey, add him. Let's. Uh, I would imagine the Simmons suspension won't just be a one-game thing. I don't expect him back in the lineup next game. So Maxey's a good add. In a deep league, I'm adding Isaiah Joe. He was one of the best players in the entirety of the preseason. And whether that can translate to the regular season, is probably doubtful. But with two point guards out, there's a huge rotation spot available here for Joe. And I want to see how he can make the most of that. We saw that in today's game with Jordan Wara. Like getting that rotation spot and making the most of it is key. For the Pelicans, no Zion Williamson. What do they decide to do with the lineup? Can Trey Murphy get to 27 minutes? If he does, 12-team league guy. And do they start Nikhil Alexander-Walker and play him 31? Or does he come off the bench in a smaller role? How those two guys work together, if they cut into each other's minutes, is going to be really, really important, I think, with this squad and how it looks and how their fantasy value looks moving forward. 
the Magic and the Spurs, we know that there is no John Isaac. We know there is no um, Markel Fultz, but there's also no Chumra Kiki. So that means I think he's going to start. One, two, three, four, five. I think Mo Bumba and Wendell Carter Jr. are going to start together. And that means that Bumba, he's already a must-roster guy, but now there's a real massive opportunity for him to be a red-hot player to start the year. I also want to watch Jalen Suggs, who is ready to go after dealing with an illness. He was shit-ass in the preseason, so hopefully he can be more improved that. How he works alongside RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, is really, really interesting. For the Spurs, I want to watch Keldon Johnson. We know the usage will be up, but can he do literally anything outside of drive and score? Can he hit his shots at a decent rate? Can he get an assist? Just one. Can he get a steal or a block? Just one. I, I don't know. I have my doubts. How does he look? And then how do they use Thad Young? Because 25 minutes of Thad Young's a 12-team league guy. 18 minutes of Thad probably isn't. So how do the Spurs utilize Thad Young? That's a really key question for me. The Thunder and the Jazz. I want to watch Isaiah Roby's role. Will they just give him the starting nod straight away? Or will it be Derek Favors? Can he be a 23-minute guy or a 28-minute guy or 27-minute guy for Roby? That's the key to me. And then Josh Giddy. How does he perform? He was great in the preseason. He's clearly a must-roster guy. And even if he has a stinker, I wouldn't drop him after this game. But I want to see what actual level he can get to. And then for the Jazz, there's no Rudy Gay. So can Eric Pascal have a role? The triangle. Now, Pascal himself is dealing with some, um, some injury concerns, I believe. Uh, I think he's questionable. Now, he's, I've been upgraded to probable with an index finger problem. I don't particularly like him as a player or as a fantasy option, but you know, with that absence of gay, deeper leagues will pay attention. And then Joe Ingles. He's getting older. Will there be any drop-off in his shooting? That's really the key with Ingles and where he can sit fantasy-wise. So we'll have to see um, have to see where that sort of sits. The Nuggets and the Suns. What's Bones Highland's role? Can, can he play? Does he play ahead of Austin Rivers? Is it 12 minutes or is it 20 minutes? That's key for me. And then how does Farton Will Barton look? I expect Barton to start and I expect him to play 30 minutes and take a big usage bump without the headmaster Jamal Murray. But those things might not all happen. So is he going to be worthy of maintaining a 12-team league spot? For the Suns, how do they de decide to use Landry Shamet? A lot of people are just convinced that Shamet's going to play 25 minutes a night. I am not, but I'm always happy to be proven wrong. So I want to see how they utilize Shamet as the fourth guard, maybe the third guard. I don't know. And DeAndre Ayton. Aiton was bad in the regular season from an expectation of where he'd been as a year two player. Does he go back to that year two guy or does he sort of sit in mediocrity where he was last season? He's a guy you were drafting in the third round who was a, you know, the year before was only barely a top 50 or even not a top 50 player. So we're expecting some level of improvement. Whether we get it or not is another question. And the last game of the night, the Kings and the Blazers. We know the story with Marvin Bagley out of the rotation. So Rashawn Holmes is should be getting 30-plus with Thompson and Len, I reckon, getting backup minutes and playing together. And then how does Davion Mitchell get used? Yeah, will we get 24 minutes a night for Mitchell? How does that impact Heald and Halliburton and Fox? I don't think that Mitchell is anywhere near a 12-team league player, but let's get an idea of how it looks in this one. While for the Trailblazers, I want to see how they use Yusuf Nurkic. That's really key for me. Will he play 26 minutes, or 24 minutes, or 29 minutes? And hopefully his efficiency is all right, as well as Larry Nance, who's been really a non-factor in preseason. Um, if he's playing 21 minutes a night, there's absolutely no point, I don't think, in having him in 12-team leagues. But we want to see exactly how all that uh, plays out here. Guys, Bilt Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. You know it. I know it. 
great flavors right across the board. Cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, salted caramel. But they're not just delicious. They're also good for you with 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories per bar, four to five grams of sugar, and four to five grams of net carbs. These bars are amazingly tasty. They taste like candy bars. They're amazingly healthy. And they're also discounted, 15% off. So head to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll save 15% off your box or boxes of Built Bars, the best tasting protein bar ever. The NBA is back. New web interface on BetOnline for the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today using our promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. From foot basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, so now let's go and have a look at some streaming options. For Now, this is a, a game, a day where there's 11 games. So streaming, I'd be really cautious about doing it. I wouldn't be, you're probably not going to have a roster spot for it anyway. But just in case you are looking to stream, here are some options for nine category leagues who are available in under 50% of advanced formats. Chris Duarte, Jay Crowder, Danny Green, Goran Dragic, who probably is going to start in Toronto. Cole Anthony, who's almost definitely going to start. Well, maybe not, but he's got a chance to start in Orlando. Royce O'Neal, rock-solid type producer producer with low upside. And Cam Johnson in Phoenix. I think there's value in those guys for uh, Wednesday's games again. But streaming is at a, at a minimum on that day. For the deeper formats, these guys are all rostered in under 10% of advanced formats. Crowder, Cam Johnson, Tory Craig, Brandon Clark is available in a lot of spots. Campaign, Najee Marshall. And JaVale McGee. A lot of sons there. Crowder, Johnson, former son, uh, Craig, Payne, and McGee. So a lot of sons with some deep league streaming ability. And then lastly, we head to points leagues. Available in under 50% of Yahoo leagues, these guys. Uh, over 50%, sorry. Tyrese Maxey. Cole Anthony. I think you should be adding Maxey. Chris Duarte. Desmond Bain. DeAnthony Melton. Goran Dragic. And Jay Crowder. That is the What to Watch For show. Whoops, didn't mean for that transition to happen that way. Bang, all right, that's fine. Here we are, ready to, um, ready to oh, just completely throw myself for that transition. Guys, we're done. Follow me, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And on YouTube, thumb it up, leave a comment, subscribe. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.